In today's episode, I'm sharing with you the number one secret to becoming the top coach, the best coach, the number one coach out there. You're not going to want to miss this episode. There's a whole world out there of people that need you to serve them. You are now investing your time and your energy and you are stepping up to be that person and that woman who makes investments like this, who takes her business seriously, who's willing to go all in, who is driven, who is ambitious, who is going to make shit happen no matter what. This is Meant for Millions. Here's your host, Jenna Faith. Hello and welcome to Meant for Millions, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who want to create wealth and freedom with their business. You are in the right place if you're looking for the mindset and strategy to get seen, known, and paid online. I'm your host, Jenna Faith, a success and mindset strategist for entrepreneurs who want to leave a legacy and who also want to build a predictably profitable business. Make sure that you join us each and every week where you'll get a short 15 to 20 minute audio training on how to build wealth from the inside out. There is absolutely no fluff here. Get a little bit of strategy, a whole lot of mindset, and a healthy dose of tough love with 100% authentic, raw and real advice on how to navigate this crazy world of entrepreneurship. So in today's episode, I have a special treat for you. I'm really dialing in on the number one thing that you need to do in order to become the best coach, to feel like the best coach, to have other people look at you and think, man, she is really amazing. And if you're not a coach, that's okay. It's going to apply the same thing, whether you are doing something else in the service-based industry or any other entrepreneur. So let's go ahead and get started with today's show. This is really something that I have been working on with my private clients and in my membership groups around really being seen as one of the top coaches. And to be honest, this is actually what we all want, right? We want to be seen as a leader in the industry. We want to be someone that people look up to. There are two parts to this, right? So there is how other people see us, but then there's also how our clients see us. And today I'm going to be diving into that second piece about how we are with our clients, right? So there is that external piece. Do people see you as an influencer? Do they see you as somebody that they want to hire? How are you showing up online? We can talk about that in a different episode, in a different podcast episode, but I want to talk about where it all starts. And it all starts with the experience that your clients have when they work with you. It is one thing for you to talk about how amazing you are. It is one thing for you to go out there and do your marketing and do your promotions and show up online and talk about your programs and talk about your success and talk about all of these amazing things. But it's quite another when other people do that for you, mostly your clients. So when your clients are raving about you, when your clients are sending you referrals, when your clients are telling people what an amazing experience they have with you, That carries so much weight, so much more weight than it does you just talking about yourself. So this is really the heart of it. This is where we want to get to, right? We want to have this really incredible experience delivered to our clients. The number one secret here, this is going to blow your mind, guys. (laughs) The number one secret to being one of the top coaches or entrepreneur service providers, whatever it is that you do, actually begins with having the best clients. So I know you just got your mind blown, right? (laughs) This really is the crux. This really is the staple. I'm going to dive in really quickly what I mean by that and how you can really set yourself up for success. So the most unfortunate thing I see is really good coaches and people who are really good at what they do that end up working with non-ideal clients. They end up working with people who aren't a good fit. 
And then when that client doesn't get a result or something else happens with that client, the coach thinks there must be something wrong with me. And more often than not, that is not the truth. So this is why it's so important to lay this groundwork. It's so important to have the foundation where you're only saying yes to your most ideal clients. You're only saying yes to those people who are excited about working with you. The unfortunate thing, like I said, that I see is that when we work with those wrong clients, we sort of end up resenting our business or we end up resenting different parts of our business. So I remember when I started working with a lot of clients and in the beginning, it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, these people want to work with me. They want to pay me. And I didn't really have a clear idea of like who my ideal, ideal client was. So I would get pretty much anybody, right? And once I started working with that person, I was like, wow, I don't know if this person is the right fit, right? But in the beginning stages, I didn't really know how to handle that. I didn't really know that, you know, it was going to be more powerful for me to let go of that client than to keep working with them. You may have situations for yourself where you're like, ugh. I really don't want to get on the call with this client, right? Like you might see a client on your roster or on your calendar and you just start thinking to yourself, like, I just don't want to do this. What happens is that morphs into, I must not want to do one-on-one coaching. I must not like one-on-one coaching. And like I just described in my experience, that's what happened to me. Because I was taking on the wrong clients or people who were less than ideal and they weren't lighting me up, I just was like, well, one-on-one coaching just must not be for me. And so it went from being something that was about 80% of my income to like 20. I completely slashed down and was like, I'm not working with one-on-one clients anymore, or I'm only working with a few select one-on-one clients, which is what I now do. I had this false idea that it was the one-on-one coaching that I didn't like when the reality was that I was just not working with people who were a complete fit for me. What you want to do is to make sure that the people that you are taking on as clients are the perfect fit, that they are the people who want to get results. They are the people who are going to take action. They are the people that really mesh with you, right? Because the last thing that you want is to have a client that doesn't make you feel good, is to have a client that oversteps boundaries, is to have a client that, you know, makes you resent your work or drains you, right? Have you ever been on a call or finished something with a client or finished some sort of client work and you're just like, "Ah, I don't want to do that. So we have to make sure that we set ourselves up for success and that we choose people to work with who are going to light our fire, who are going to make us feel really good. Because then it's a win-win with both you and your clients. This is just something that you really want to think of. If there are certain areas in your business, whether it's just a one-on-one, maybe you're doing groups, maybe you're doing a membership, And hey, maybe it's not the actual program. Maybe it's the people that you've let into the program that make it not so exciting. So again, this is pretty foundational stuff, right? Like it's like, of course I know who my ideal client is. This is one of the first things that they make you do when you start coaching, when you start your business. It's like, who's your ideal client? What's your ideal client avatar, right? But one of the things that I think that people forget, the ideal client avatar is not just logistics. It's not just how old is this person? Is she married? Does she have kids? Where does she shop? What magazines does she read? That stuff is so insignificant in comparison to who she actually is as a person, what her characteristics are, what her traits are. Does she have drive? So this is something that I have my clients do all the time. Dismiss and get rid of any of the kind of logistical things about the avatar and really think about who this person is to the core. Who is that ideal, ideal client for you? 
and start to really mold your marketing, mold your language to suit that person so that you're literally calling in that person. So again, being the best coach starts with having the best clients. And that's a really, really awesome thing, right? If you've got the right clients, you're going to show up as your best. And those clients are going to get the most out of it. And it becomes very, very easy. Let's just talk about if you're in a situation where you're just desperate or you're in a place where you're like, I just, I just need clients or I need to fill up this group. I need at least X amount of people in my mastermind in order to make it work or I need to hit a certain goal. I'm telling you that accepting people just because any of those reasons is probably one of the biggest mistakes that you can make. I've done this before. You know, I've been in a place where in some of my groups, I've taken on people who I knew were not the perfect fit for the group. And what that does is it just creates a weird dynamic within the group, not only between you and the client, but let's say if you have a specific person or a specific ideal client for a mastermind or a group coaching, and then you kind of have that person who like doesn't really fit. So we want to be really, really careful with this because we want to also make sure that if we're doing more of like the one to many or doing group coaching, that we're also creating a really great experience for the rest of our clients. Again, don't take on just anybody even if they're ready to pay, even if they're coming at you with their credit card, if they're not the right fit, be bold enough, be a leader and be the person who says, I don't think this is the right fit for you, but maybe something else is. So you definitely want to make sure that you are thinking about this person to the core. So one of the things that I think is the easiest way to do this is I think about a real person. So I will think about maybe my past clients. Who are people that I absolutely adored working with, who got amazing results that totally lit me up, right? So I always say like, who is the person that you could literally have 10 of this person, 10 clones of this person in your business? Who would that be? What are the characteristics? What are the traits? Maybe what kind of business they have? You might even get that nitty gritty into it. What do they need help with most? It could be a variety of different things depending on what your business is and depending on what you're trying to achieve. But knowing, knowing who that person is, is going to make the process much easier. Also, if we go into kind of this like mindset and manifestation, the more clear we are, the more those people start showing up, right? So if we're kind of like, we'll just take anybody, or it doesn't really matter who they are, as long as they're willing to pay. And you know, we have like a less clear vision of who that person is, we're going to get kind of a crapshoot, we're going to get all kinds of people in all different stages of their life, all different stages of their business, you know, very different people. And one of the things that I really admire about myself, (laughs) that might be a weird way to say that. But one of the things that, you know, a lot of my clients love about working with me, my ability to be able to bring together a group of really amazing women in all of my programs, in my masterminds, in my group programs, the synergy between the women in the groups is incredible. And it's because I'm clear on who it is. If I had a mishmash, if I had some ideal clients and some people who weren't really that ideal, and then some people who definitely weren't ideal, it would be a very different experience. Another example for me is, you know, when I first started my business, I was doing a lot more tactical strategy, kind of step-by-step marketing things. I had people that would come to me who wanted just that. Like they literally wanted me to just tell them what to do. It became very taxing. Like it just wasn't lighting me up because it didn't allow me to be creative. It didn't allow me to really help people where I could help them most. It didn't really allow me to facilitate true change and transformation in people. It was just like, hey, do this step, run this challenge, 
send this email. And that just wasn't exciting. It just became unexciting to me. And so I had to, along the way, change my ideal client. So know also that you may have to do that. As you grow, as you evolve, as you start to educate yourself, as you are in different masterminds and working with different coaches and getting better and getting clearer, that person might change. So be open to doing this every so often, right? Some of you might be thinking like, Jenna, I've already done this. I know who my ideal client is. If you've done it before, do it again. Do it again. Journal this out. Really think about who is the person. And I actually do this for every one of my offers. So if I'm going to be doing a launch, I get really, really clear on my intentions. Who do I want in the group? What type of women do I want in the group? This helps me get clear. Again, it helps with the manifesting because it helps me just call those people in once I have a clear vision of what I desire. So when you think about that ideal client or you think about that past client, maybe somebody you've already worked with, or maybe it's a real person that you're like, ah, I just wish this person would hire me. I would love to work with this person. This person's my ideal, ideal client. Who is she? What are the characteristics? What are the traits? What does she need help with either in her life, her business, her body, her relationship, whatever it is that you help people with? What does that ideal scenario where if you had to work with this person every single day for the next year, you wouldn't mind. It wouldn't bother you at all. Like it literally would light you up. Like I said, whether this is one-on-one or whether this is group, this is such an important thing. You do not want to be working with people who drain you. You do not want to be working with people who don't excite you when you see their name on your calendar. You want to feel energized. You want to feel excited. You want to feel excited about the work that you're doing together, right? You want to feel excited about what's to come. And this is where that happens. This is where people start to see you as someone who is so pivotal in their life. They start to see you as that leader. They start to see you as someone that they want to share with their friends. They want to talk about you. They want to tell people, oh my God, I can't believe I'm working with this person. She's freaking amazing. Every session rocks. She's sending you referrals. Like this is what we want. This is what puts you on the map right? Not just us talking about ourselves, not just us marketing and saying how great we are or how great our programs are, but other people doing the legwork for us. And again, it's a win-win. It's just everybody wins. Everybody's happy, but we have to be willing. We have to be able to step up as a leader. We have to be courageous enough that when somebody comes to us and they're not the ideal client, they're, they're not the best fit to be able to say that. To be able to say, hey, I'm sorry. I just don't think that this program is the right thing for you or I don't feel that I'm the best coach for you. And maybe give that person some recommendations so it's a little bit of a softer no, but having the courage to do that is going to just skyrocket your business in ways that you wouldn't imagine. You might be thinking, I just wanna get as many clients as possible. I just wanna say yes to everyone. Why would I reject someone who's giving me their credit card? It's for all of the reasons that I stated in this episode. One other little tip that I want to share with you when you do this is you actually are able to create language and marketing and promotions that are so easy because once you know who that person is, especially if you create the avatar around a specific person, like a real life person, you literally can pretend like I'm talking to that person. I do this with my clients all the time. I have a client that comes in and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my ideal client. I love this person. I want 10 more of her. So what I'll do is when I'm writing my emails, when I'm writing my posts, when I'm doing my live streams, when I am doing my stories, I literally have this person in mind. XYZ name, this is what I have for you. This is why you need to say yes. This is what's happening. 
it's so funny because I actually will get those clients who are like, oh my God, I just saw your live stream and it sounded like you were speaking to me. And then I let them know. I let them in on the little secret. That's because I was. (laughs) I actually was. And when you can get inside your client's head when they feel like you're reading their mind or that they just resonate with what you're saying so much, it makes your job a hell of a lot easier. So that's kind of my last little tip here. But remember, the way to become the top coach, the best coach that there could be, is to start with having the best clients. So I definitely want you to take some time, do this journaling, even if you think, Jen, I've already done this before, do it again. Humor me. Do this for yourself. Do this for your clients. And like I said, as you change, grow, and evolve, you're going to want to do this often. If you have different programs that have different ideal clients, you're going to want to do this before every launch. Get clear, hold the vision, have the intention. This is the woman that I want to call in. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. I really appreciate it. I know that there is a million things that you could be doing right now. So the fact that you took the time to spend with me today is amazing. And I'm so grateful for that. I want you to really take this to heart. And I know it seems like something super foundational and maybe a little bit elementary, but the reality is the more clear that you can get on your ideal client, the more clear picture that you have of the person you want to call into your business and the person that you really desire to work with, that person is going to show up in your life and show up in your business more and more. So if you're loving the show, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. They're short, they're sweet, but they're definitely going to get you going each and every week. And don't forget leave us a positive review on iTunes. This will help us reach more amazing entrepreneurs just like you who are committed to creating incredible change and transformation in the world. Don't forget to come back next week where you'll get another quick bite training to build your business from the inside out. Let's keep this conversation going. Join us in the private discussion group, The Ambitious Babe, where ambitious, driven online entrepreneurs go to get the mindset and strategy to grow and scale their online empires. Join the ambitious babe at jenscalia.com slash tribe.